It's the Meg John and Justin podcast. Ooh, <laughs> mixing it up a bit. Hell yeah! <laughs> I wasn't expecting that last night. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, we've explained this now, haven't we? Yeah, we're mixing episode. up the script. We're mixing, mixing up the scripts. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I like Changing that. it, yeah. spicing up the intro. That's good. So, so we uh, really wanted Twitter to ask us a question about how to deal with uh, things like farting and going to the loo and things and yeah. you know, the need of going to that. No one did ask us. So we thought we can ask ourselves this, the question and also provide the answer. Yeah. Um, because that's one we'd really like to answer, wouldn't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're kind of wanting to go, like, we love all the questions that we get that we've been ma- yeah. been able to answer. And, you know, we talk about weighty topics as well. Yeah. But sometimes it's just to show that we can do this kind of work. Yeah. You know, we can do this, you know. We can do this. We can answer these kinds of questions. But, uh, yeah, it feels like, I guess, a lot, quite a lot of the questions we get are quite uh, fairly heavy and quite involved questions. Mm. Um, some of which do actually require a bit of expertise beyond what we have. And we're hoping to get some folks on the podcast yeah. who might help us answer those. So if you haven't had your question answered, it's probably in those categories. We thought we wanted to do a few quicker podcasts as well. And we thought it'd be nice to just answer a few like little smaller kinds of questions yeah um and but we think this one's like probably a topic a lot of people struggle with it's, yeah and actually it, yeah. We, it's one of those things that we it starts small but the, the more we talk about it before this we start quite a lot. it's quite yeah. a lot so we're gonna like talk about the whole area of like toilets and bodily functions um yeah, yeah we did start by thinking about farting but i think we're gonna broaden it out to that whole that whole sphere yeah um and i guess like with uh most stuff that we cover um well a good place we usually start with the kind of cultural Mm. stuff around it don't we Mm -hmm. and also like how what our own personal kind of relationship is to it Mm. so definitely the cultural thing is relevant here because our culture um has lots of hang-ups about toilets and uh, bodily functions you know we're kind of taught a lot of us growing up that you know that's all very private and mm-hmm. it would be terrible if people knew that we even like went to the toilet <laughs> and certainly romant- romantic kind of fiction and romantic comedies you know that's something that's often said about them isn't it that they you know it's almost as if like those people don't even have bodily functions in like Fifty Shades of Grey or you know yeah I mean no, yeah. no one, you never see James Bond going to the loo exactly like like James has to go everyone has to go yeah yeah the Queen has to go yeah and so it's kind of, I guess it's yeah. like not talked about, but I think there is like another kind of competing message that people get. That Ooh, go on. When you're really in love with somebody, you want to like share everything so it's completely okay. And what you should be doing if you really love someone is for you to be able to be brushing your teeth while you're yeah. having a dump or something. Absolutely. And this has been dealt with in many uh, comedy shows. Sex in the City, I'm thinking, definitely had a whole, a whole one about this. I think it's been on Girls. Yeah. There's a sci-fi episode about this, I oh. think. Uh, George doesn't like that um yeah and jerry does not like it yeah weird george is real hypocrite actually anyway sorry moving on Seinfeld. So, so george does does there are two separate episodes oh. one where george is really up for peeing in front with the door open and right. jerry's like no 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 yes. no no no, mm-hmm. no 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 let's all get a bucket and go up to jerry's we're having a pee party yes <laughs> there's another episode where yeah. george is uh i guess this is relevant to our to the thing that mm. the 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 bedroom is just there but then mm. the the bathroom door is literally like right next to the bed yeah and he needed to go and do something he needed to do a number two yes and it was quite it sounded you know he had he said he had an urgent intestinal requirement 
and he couldn't because yeah. and so he just kind of ran out of there and ran home because yeah it was too much and Jerry's like what are you doing <laughs> and this is it and you know so I think thinking about the wider cultural relationship and also then your own one and um, you know I'm happy to talk about this one like definitely my own relationship uh, with this area is not great as for many trans people mm. um, toilets were the place that you got bullied in my school um, the girls and uh, uh, the girls toilets would try and knock down the door of you and now I look over the top mm. so basically my experience like many trans people was just like not going to the toilet all day long and keeping mm. it in it's not great for your body also gives you a whole load of shame around toilets um, and so yeah it's not um, I think the personal one for me would be like it, mm. it doesn't feel great um, and it's a, a you know it's mm. sort of a worry how people will be you know like I might want to lock the door even in a really close relationship where there's no yep. way that person's actually going to come in I yep. still might lock the door and they might think why are you locking the door that's really weird but mm. you know I just don't want to be seen in that scenario yeah. um, you know out of control because it would remind me of those earlier times um, I mean actually now you come to mention it I had a similar thing in my school as well yeah yeah, yeah. So not to kind of say it, your experience isn't relevant because I had that too yeah it's that I think it's a common thing it is yeah uh, you know that when people don't feel like there's enough personal space even in the toileting area yeah and come on schools exactly make your toilets feel safer for everyone absolutely Just... and this was also a school where you know from it was from 9 till 13 and they didn't have anything for periods you know wow. um, so uh, so again you know you've got to you've got to have safe spaces for folks who have periods to be mm. able to dispose of stuff and you know that can just leave kids with so many hang-ups mm. um, but also just lack of education when I was I mean I, you know when I hit puberty there were like books flying around about growing up and stuff mm. and you did learn about you know yeah the kind of facts of life adolescent stuff but I don't remember ever anyone ever teaching me really about how bodies worked in terms of like urination and defecation yeah you know no. I remember thinking that most people don't fart as much as me because mm. I assumed you know that it was it was sort of put across as if it was a bad thing yeah um, and I assumed like I must have some kind of problem with it and then I kind of eventually did read a book which said it's like on average 10 times a day or whatever it is right and it's like oh okay you know and maybe I didn't need to feel bad all those years you know yeah 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 I think it is a thing that because it's not talked about that's easy for a stigma to yeah to uh, to happen right right um, certainly I had again I had the same experience I guess that you know um, like when uh, when boys are growing up they at some point learn how to wee publicly you know yeah. in a urinal mm-hmm. and my dad being quite cross at me for using a toilet once when I was a for using a cubicle once when I was a kid yeah. without him ever having like taught me how you do stand next to somebody and wee next to them it's like yeah. just a weird thing as far as I'm concerned <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. but you know it's like it's never talked about yet it's assumed you'd learn it and people yeah. cross it if you don't exactly it. that's it that's it yeah so we're all yeah. coming at this with a range of different um, thoughts and feelings and mm-hmm. personal experiences and maybe stigma and uh, an element of trauma as well mm-hmm. relating to the toileting and the toilet area and what we do in the toilet and yeah. our urinating and pooing and farting yes um, so that's I guess the first thing is that we all kind of mm. could do bearing that in mind when we're being intimate with other people's yeah. bodies that they're going to have different kind of precisely thoughts about this yeah 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 um, 
and sort of I guess that's it a starting point of tuning into ourselves and our own stuff around this it's like all of those experiences can put us anywhere on the spectrum from finding anything to do with this area deeply unerotic and a real mm. turn off to the other end of the spectrum of finding it deeply erotic and a real turn on yeah. and of course there's you know folks who get turned on by all of those by all of those things I guess we should kind of include periods here as well yeah. of like you know again menstruation can be a massive mm. you know uh, worry for some people yeah. other people it's just a neutral yeah totally fine to have sex if that's happening or if it's mm. not happening and other people it might actually add to the experience um, um, sign that about periods yes. at my uh, website bitchuk.com yeah. I've got an underread post which I really uh, I need to promote, promote it more because I think <coughs> it's brilliant mm. uh, and I'll say that because it was other people who mainly wrote it so mm. I asked people who had uh, who have periods uh, for their period stories their like first period stories nice. to kind of help my readers like to to find out more about periods and yeah. I don't have I don't have periods so um mm. So there are all these brilliant stories that people very kindly wrote in, very bravely wrote in, like little paragraphs of, you know, I had really good first time because my mum told me everything that's going to happen. Yeah. I was kind of prepared for it. I was like anxious that it wasn't coming. Mm. Other people had a really terrible time because yeah. they were never told anything and thought they were going to die and stuff. It's like, yeah. you know, we need to be talking about stuff more and more. Oh, so much. People, yeah. So. My, yeah. My experience in that area is not a positive one as well. But again, yeah. and it's also how things change over time because that one for me, like doesn't feel too bad anymore mm. but some of the other stuff still has an element of shame and trauma attached so it's yeah. kind of like yeah yeah it's, it's sort of also tuning into like is this something that you want to work on or work through mm. or already have done you mm. know and to what extent you need to articulate that to people that you are having sexual times with yeah mm. yeah gosh this is a serious topic right? actually isn't it I mean, yeah, yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's a lot here but I guess if we were we were coming at this to begin from the beginning we were coming at this from the perspective of imagining you're having sexy times with somebody and yeah. you're feeling an impending requirement <laughs> as George would say yes you yeah. either need to pee or change your tampon or fart or do a poo yes or whatever other something along those something lines something other other yeah um, or let someone know you know it might be that actually it's just about oh hang on a minute we started having sex about yeah I've got a tampon in I need to let them know that that's there and whether it's you yeah. know what the options are yeah. um, for that for me yeah that kind of thing um, so and, and and you said as well rightly so when we were talking about this before if it is an erotic thing for you that also needs to be communica- communicated to the other person yeah so just yeah. slowing down a little yeah. bit so the, imagine that we are that uh, dear listener you might be <laughs> this is probably very common something that uh, our listeners who who have sex with other people mm. will be familiar with that there might be times during sexy times where it's like oh I need to wee but we've kind of started having sex yes. or I really need to do a, what I feel like is going to be a very smelly and loud fart but you know yeah. I'm someone's giving me oral sex or yeah. you know like, and I'm not going to be really comfortable until that's happened but how do I do that in this scenario yeah or yeah. it's so I guess the first thing is well like, anal sh- sex is on the cards I didn't realise it was yeah. now it is we're going that direction I'd really love to do it but I'm really going to have to have a shit if we're going to do it yeah yeah, exactly so uh, mm-hmm. on what okay mm-hmm. uh, we need to pass these things because we've got it's got quite complicated we've Sorry. added a load of things together okay so on the one hand there might be the, ex- the example of sex is happening right. I kind of need a wee I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable yeah uh, but I also w- it would also feel uncomfortable for me to tell the other person yes yes right so that's mm-hmm. like one example yes. so 
we always talk about the importance of tuning into your tuning into our bodies and trying to be present with our bodies and trying to be present with the other persons mm-hmm. and that's what one of the things that we think makes for potentially enjoyable sex but yeah. as part of this tuning in we might have different experiences about our need to go for a week so for some people yeah. that might make it a little bit more um uh it might make it too uncomfortable to continue having sex because we might kind of think actually i'm feeling um, you know we might have that anxiety that we might actually wear ourselves even yeah. though it might not happen but that might be a thing uh-huh. yeah, that and that anxiety can stop us from enjoying ourselves or we're just like feeling that exp- it's going to take away from the experience because we're going to be worrying about it thinking about it yeah or that mm. we just prefer it if we had yeah. an empty bladder that yes. it would just be more enjoyable if we didn't have that yeah okay um so like how do we like how do we bring that up and you know that and mm. what are the barriers and opportunities around bringing that up and not bringing that up yeah. and I guess one of the things is that we worry about seeing the other person seeing us as somebody who needs to wee yeah. you know, and, <laughs> you know and that seeing us as somebody who isn't this kind of uh, you know uh, a, like a Barbie doll a or a Ken doll bar- or something. Yeah, like yeah. a sexy robot you know yeah. like we kind of so I think sometimes we kind of maybe yeah. want to project onto others that we are this kind of sexy non-weeing, robot. non-farting, <laughs> sexy robot. And obviously they can't... It's but, funny because you know, it's true. But we, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, so I guess yeah. there, there, there are... And I think it's... We're not saying don't... don't Like, you don't have to change yourself in that way. Yeah. We're, we're, we're giving suggestions about how you might want to navigate this in yeah. that period of time. Yeah. So um, if you're the person who needs to take a break, it could mm. be, could we just have a break for a, for a minute? I just need to mm. go and do something. Or you could have a euphemism ready. So yeah. mine uh, with my girlfriend is, I just need to check my correspondence. I like you that. Know, if you don't, so rather yeah. than saying, I need to go and do a massive we. This might be like a very British thing. There might be people all over the world listening to this thinking, you Brits, like, come on now. But uh, it's fine. It is, it, w- this is us. We're yeah. here. And this is this is real. Um, I mean, how many yeah. British sex podcasters are there? There are not many of us. No. So, you know, let us have a little... But I think, I, think in, I think Americans are not particularly comfortable around toilet stuff too sometimes. Yeah. From what I can gather. So at least hopefully it'll be you know, uh, relevant in the US as well. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's that thing of tuning yeah. into your body and being able to treat mm. yourself consensually and be able to say, actually, yeah. I just need to... You know, yeah. this is all fine. I just really need to have a wee in order to be able to enjoy yeah. this. And but and great if you've already, that. yeah, maybe thought about it in advance so you have like a stock phrase that you might use, or if it's an ongoing relationship of any kind, yeah. maybe that you do have a, a euphemism between you that feels like a comfortable one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing there as well is that we shouldn't be placing the emphasis on the person who yeah. is needing to have a, a wee or a fart or a poo. Or yeah. To, um, uh, a menstrual menstrual related um, yeah. pause, yeah. <laughs> um, but also need we need to be saying to everybody else in that situation: look, mm. pay attention to your partner, tune into yourself, and also tune into your partner. Yeah. So, does anything seem up to you? Are they seeming uncomfortable? Are they seeming? Well, the ongoing rigid? consent thing, and particularly if if say you're the person who's going to be putting part of yourself in part of them, mm-hmm. um, it m- might be that uh, just a stock thing to do mm-hmm. before you ever do that is you know, okay, we're going there. Um, is you know, is there anything you need to do first, or do you need a break before we do that? Yep. Or even explicitly saying, you know especially yeah around anal sex would be like to just say that up front of like i'd really yep. love to do this with you it's always a good idea to go first you know do you yeah, need yeah, to yeah. yeah 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 
Um, so either being able to talk about this beforehand or yeah. to be able to just insert pauses and give people outs all the way through. Exactly. Yeah. So important. So, uh, I mean, it might be good practice for you to consider, as you were saying, having some kind of phrase or some kind of like ritual around mm. what a pause before any insertion yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, so you could have like a sexy phrase like, mm. do you want to fuck right yeah. now? Um, or I'd really love to... Yeah. Fuck you in your ass, and you know, yeah. we... <laughs> <laughs> how do you think... feel about that? Or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just like a yeah. some kind of especially you know. something that really gives them like you know that doesn't come with the assumption that, oh you know the the right answer is go for it, but actually maybe has a a built in like you know a yeah. lot of people need a a break before this happens or yeah. need to do things to make their body ready. You yeah. know, do you need to do any of that stuff? Um, and you know, again, a bit like I guess in. Um, sort of a lot of the kink world you know there'd be the, you would be doing that around making sure somebody's hydrated and keeping mm-hmm. taking a drink making sure they're not like crashing and they might need some sugar mm-hmm. so again the way you'd look after someone's body in terms of food and water you might you know again just sort of see that as part of the whole parcel of like yeah. if you're sexual with somebody you're also kind of taking some responsibility for looking after their whole body you know you're yeah. not going to leave them in the same position for too long without checking if it hurts it's, it's sort of like you know part of a wider thing really well that's the that's the thing is to, to there are so many reasons why we need to be giving people outs and putting breaks and putting in yeah. like building in this kind of thing yeah because it might be very hard for people to say actually i need to just yes you know go and do a big wee yeah so because people as i was saying before people might not think that's sexy so yeah it's on so even more important that um that we're creating these spaces for people great i love that um, cool. I think we're I think we're on to something here. Yeah. Um, but I think there's this other thing as well about um, that sometimes we just might need this kind of just generally in terms of like a sexual or ro- romantic relationship, we might need a bit of separateness around. Yes. The 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 toileting. Yes. Uh, and you know, for some people, feel quite comfortable, kind of. Um, being close to each other while they're mm. changing a tampon or go through a whole list again yeah then, all of those things all feel, those things anything from for, for any individual could be feel anything from super uncomfortable I never want to do it to super comfortable to somewhere in the middle where it's like if there's an emergency or it might be different for different activities you know you're okay throwing up with somebody holding your hair back but you're not okay taking a dump in front of someone you know yeah yeah um so uh, I guess also some people might find some people might find the elements of this also erotic as well. Yes. In which case, it's really important to be checking in with the other person that it's okay when, for that to be. Erotic. And again, with the if it's erotic, you may then not want it to happen in an everyday context because you want to save it to yeah. be erotic, for example, or it may be erotic to bring it into that everyday context. So there's quite a lot to unpack around it. But yeah, definitely, if there is an erotic element for you, it's worth you know that being part of the again if it's more ongoing relationship part of what you share with that person Mm. not something probably not something to ever kind of yeah just just bring in without without having had some kind of conversation even with a casual encounter because for some people it's really unerotic or even traumatizing so it's like just putting that on the list of things you're communicating definitely um yeah but like you you, we were going through also some of the erotic things that people can do so golden showers Mm -hmm. like pissing on people or Mm -hmm. being pissed on is one scat play Mm -hmm. is where it's shit and then you were saying some people are farting in the face 
Yeah, which, people like farting. Yeah, and just, being farted on. Yeah. Yeah, or just the, the, the even even more broadly, just the idea of farting and the and that uh, I think some some people uh, may have been able to eroticize that uh, from you know as a kind of a survival. Yeah. Thing, you know, thinking back to the Arzine about this. Yeah, erotic fantasies. Erotic fantasies. Uh-huh. Um, so, I know, think they're letting go for a lot of people. You know, it's yeah. like the way orgasming or crying can be letting go, mm. so can letting go in this kind of area yeah. um, to be eroticized. But yeah, just having that conversation with somebody and finding out if it's in your overlap, mm-hmm. like we talk about in Enjoy Sex, How and Then If You Want To, it's like <laughs> one of the separate and one of the overlappy things. Yeah. Um, I yes. guess there's another thing here about separate, separate, separateness and togetherness that yes. we just need to. Um, we've talked about, it, but just to just to say quickly, is yeah, that it's okay to be as separate or as together around some of this stuff as you want to be, but it's a good idea to be talking about that. Yeah, don't make the assumption again. Just as you wouldn't assume it's okay to just suddenly start pissing on someone in an erotic way, don't assume it's okay to start pissing in front of them when they're in the bath without checking. You yeah. know, in an everyday kind of way, it's yeah. like it may not be. Uh, or it may be fine but like yeah. have that conversation I went on a weekend away with my girlfriend uh-huh. uh, and we went to Brussels which is great but the hotel room we were in was not great because mm. they had a transparent bathroom door right next that's to the that's like bed. the worst that's the worst I can't and imagine that's the didn't worst didn't even <laughs> go all the way like from the top to the bottom either so it was not exactly a soundproof Mm. door so we were both like we're not having this so Mm -hmm. we uh, thankfully there was a corner in the room so when one of us needed to check our correspondence (laughs) we agreed that the other person would go and sit and check actually check our correspondence (laughs) in the chair around the corner because we wanted that you know it's just a thing that we wanted other couples might be different but just saying if you're designing hotel rooms give people the option definitely and I think thinking about noise as well as sound sound as well as visual you know Mm. it's like you know again it can feel quite uncomfortable to make noises if you know that the person's like right outside the door you know if you're in that kind of scenario maybe again you can communicate by having some music on or listening to headphones while that's happening if it doesn't feel okay to you and not not shaming people for that if that's where they're at you know some people find it really difficult to do their business if they think that they're going to be heard or people just find it very difficult doing that anyway yeah Um, uh, pea shyness and yeah. I guess there must be the same thing for shit shyness, shit shyness. it's like that's really good we just invented that oh that's so great they both start with a sh- um, so um, <laughs> uh, yeah so understand where you both are around this kind of stuff and try mm. not to kind of to try not to um, force somebody down the script of well if we really love each other we need to be sharing everything yes and you know try to try to accommodate each other because we all have different things about yeah and it might be something that someone wants to shift in which case maybe that can be done helpfully through the relationship or it might be something that like the person is this is where I'm at with that and it's okay yeah you know so again finding that out um, but there's a kind of balanced thing here, isn't there? In a similar way to what we were talking about in our uh, podcasts about bodies, you know, about that balance between accepting one's body and changing it. Mm. Um, so, you know, you could say, are we saying kind of anything goes, like it's fine for, some, you know, if somebody's in a place where they're, you know, fine to just like fart and belch and like mm. use this, you know, is that just fine for somebody to do that? Or do they need to bear in mind their partner? you know mm. in, in this or their friends or whoever yeah I mean on the one yeah. hand there's often a criticism that, uh, made of people when they expect people's bodies to be clean and gas free and yeah. you know like, smelling like fragrantly like a meadow yes uh, 
<laughs> you know, for them to basically to kind of appear to be like some kind of yeah, you know, like that's an awful dehumanizing thing to yeah. do to a partner to expect them to be like this in somebody with no bodily functions. Exactly. But is there a kind of other end of the spectrum that's kind of too far, which is like just letting it all hang out and not giving, not really caring? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's certainly true. And mm. um, from sex workers that I've spoken to, that's something that they really do not appreciate. When, yeah. Um, when it's like a, it's a, a way that sex workers are treated non-consensually is when a client just doesn't care about um, mm. like how clean they are and will refuse to shower when yeah. requested to by a sex worker, mm-hmm. or they'll just be um, like a, just a total slob or just really just mm. really not caring about any of that. So yeah. it's like I think there is somewhere in between in between these two yeah. extremes of expecting people to be constantly smelling nice and holding in their farts all the time or never farting because we can't imagine that someone would ever fart uh, to be yeah. you know, kind of farting smelly yeah. you know like deliberately like to, like enjoying their farts to the extent that they're like deliberately trying to do that that would yeah. be you know like that wouldn't be cool with me no. that might be great for some people in yeah. some relationships but yes. it's not from, not something I'd like thank you but, but, <laughs> but you're like both of those things yeah. are in some way kind of um, treating the other person like an object, aren't yeah. they? It's like, you know, so it's it's about finding your way with this in your relationship, and that might mean mm. you talking about it and articulating it. Also, might mean you being quite third handshake about it. Yeah, I was uh, wondering really. what what does the third handshake look like? Well, I think it's like just noticing, isn't it, that you know mm. that um, like people don't sometimes have to say that they're going to do a thing, but just say, "I'll be back in a minute. I'm just going yeah. to go over here." or and just you know I think sometimes people kind of it's like I was saying at the very beginning it's that mm. the ability to tell if you're, there's something up if yes. there's something that needs to happen in order for the sex to continue happening mm-hmm. you know it's like giving each other breaks but I think generally as well people can be quite third handshake in their relationship about this yeah. without explicitly saying you know I'm I'm please you know please don't ever fart in front of me <laughs> yeah I think people might quite people might kind of guess that people might not want to be farted in front of yes and that it's going to happen occasionally without you being able to control yeah, it it's not as fine. Yeah. yeah so I think mm. um, there are ways to communicate about this and hopefully mm. having a podcast about this yeah uh, we've opened up the conversation for discussion and we've done jolly well I think I've done jolly well in talking about this I've used words and everything so there we go yeah we use <laughs> words we sometimes use euphemisms yes. we through the whole you know we're very British yeah but we were we weren't too British. I think we were quite British. Yeah, yeah but in a in yeah. a in a nice way. You yeah, know, those, so. the nice bits of Britain. You know, uh, <laughs> well, we got tea, any left? <laughs> tea, crumpets, fish and chips, fish and chips. Uh, not the nasty bits. Not you know, Brexit the colonialism. And the the little England. Uh, Hating Johnny Foreigner. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. We're living. Oh. oh. Yeah, we live in a, in a, in a poor place, but uh, hopefully this podcast comes from a, a good hearted place that Yay. rejects all of that nonsense. Yes. So, um, yes, please subscribe to this podcast if you like us, SoundCloud. Of course, you like us. So, like us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he said consensually. Uh, SoundCloud.com forward slash Meg John Justin. And you know the social medias. Yeah. The social medias. But the uh, website is a good port of call, MegJohnandJustin.com. And then you can find out all the other things. You can find out where to spend money on all of our stuff if yeah. you have it. Um, 
So thank you for listening and bye for now. Bye.